You are listening to a true gospel perspective from our Macedonia Baptist Church ministerial staff. We pray that this message will be a true blessing to you. prayer and then we get right into the word. Dear God, our Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus and I thank you for all the blessings and goodness that you have given me down through the years to this very present moment. I ask you, God, in the name of Jesus Christ, to use me, your servant, to say a word that will bless your people. Don't let a soul that's here today and those who are abroad leave the way they came. Let them leave with more wisdom, more knowledge, more understanding of your word. In the name of Jesus Christ, we give you all the glory, all the praise, and all the honor. We thank you for what you have done, are doing, and going to do. Use me, your servant. Give me plainness of speech and clearness of mind, that you may be glorified. We thank you forevermore, Father God, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And amen. God bless you. Well, without delay, <clears throat> I like to go into the Word of God. We'll be looking in the New Testament in the book of James. The book of James, chapter 3. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version, chapter 3, verses 5 through 10. Chapter 3, in the book of James, verses 5 through 10. And it starts off by saying, So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. A world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing, my brothers. These things ought not to be so. May God add a blessing to the reading of his holy word. Amen.
Have you ever said something and the moment the words left your lips, you said to yourself, uh-oh, or oops? Yes, we, we've all had those moments. Those moments when you knew even as the words left your lips that you should not have said them. You say to yourself, you know, that wasn't wise. I shouldn't have said that. Yes, yes, we, we, we all said a bunch of things. And we knew. We knew at that moment or soon thereafter that we shouldn't have said it. They say to err is human, right? The oops and the uh-ohs almost, almost becomes a norm to the vocabulary. But it's also a fact, a fact of life that words once spoken can never be unspoken. Try as you might. You can't erase those words or make them disappear. We are known people who, who just won't stop talking. I guess you can say they have the gift of gab. When you're around them, you know, you don't have too much to say because, you know, they dominate the conversation. I know people who talk so much that, that they never have an unspoken thought. So to bring your little home a little bit more, what would your family or close friends say about you? Do you talk too much? Are you loose with your words? Are you too quick with your opinions? Do you enjoy putting others down? Are you too quick with sarcasm? You know, somewhere, somewhere I read a quote. I read a quote that said, never pass up an opportunity to keep your mouth shut. In the Bible, and in the book of James. It reminds us that the tongue has a destructive power. Left to ourselves, we would never control our tongue because it is set on fire by hell. But as we will see as we go along in the message, the tongue itself is is never the problem. The tongue merely reflects what's in, what's in the heart. Why is the tongue so dangerous? Well, well, because the tongue, the Bible says, is a fire. Fire, you know a fire, right? And, and you know, fire have many good uses too, you know. Fire can warm a cold room. A fire can, can burn the coals that produces heat. But a, but a tiny spark 
from a fire can set a forest ablaze. So it is with our words. And, and James wants us to know. James wants us to know and wants us to think about the, the deadly power of the tongue. Why? 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 Because it, it, it corrupts the whole body. And it sets the course of life on fire. And it's set on fire by hell. Allow me to just ask you a few questions. Do you find it easy to lose your temper when things don't go your way? Are you always carrying a, a chip on your shoulder? Is, is your angry mouth keeping you from reconciling to those who have hurt you? Someone said, you know, Ernie, Ernie, if, if, if we just had an alarm, if we just had an alarm to go off, you know, when, when anger tried to take over. But I said to my friend, you know, honestly, we have an alarm. And, we, and it does go off. We just choose to ignore it. That alarm is called the Holy Spirit. Verse 7 and 8 says, For every kind of beast and bird and reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. Oh, you don't believe me? <laughs> you don't believe me? Go to the circus. Go to a circus and you'll see, you'll see elephants and lions and tigers and bears that have been tamed. But there's one part of creation that he cannot subdue. His own tongue. It remains unruly, uncontrolled, insubordinate, and openly rebellious. When James tells us that no one can tame the tongue, he means that no one in his own strength can ever master his own tongue. But he can, with, only with God's help can we tame the tongue, only with God's help. And even when provoked. But you know, it's something about, it's something about when we see our loved ones mistreated. Ah, oh, anger gets the best of us. And you know nothing good is about to come out. Perhaps this may have happened to you. One day you don't feel like your normal self and you feel a bit exhausted and maybe a little frustrated and things are said, small things are said that bothers you. And then someone says something that, that feels like a personal attack. Suddenly, you feel that anger rising. Rising like hot lava. 
And you know that nothing good is about to happen. When that anger reach your lips, you erupt like a volcano. Saying things that you thought you would never say. Most of us have had those kind of moments. But after that eruption is over and you have calmed down and you can hardly believe what you said and nothing that you can do, they can take, they can take those words back, those angry words back. You see, that's what James was talking about when, when he talks about the tongue corrupting the whole body. And if you don't believe me, just speak when you're angry. And you'll find that you'll make the best speech that you'll ever regret. Sometimes, 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 sometimes it takes years to recover from a few angry words. And sometimes that breach, that breach is permanent. You know, no one can tame the tongue without God's help. Without God's help, we're all volcanoes just waiting to explode. No wonder James says the tongue is set on fire by hell. The devil supplants the spark, I agree, but we do the rest. Do you not know that a few words, a few words can burn down a marriage, a family, a church, and oh yes, a long, a long, a lifelong friendship. In verse 8, the images changes, if you notice in verse 8. It changes to deadly poison. How does the tongue become poisonous? <laughs> well, it happens. It happens when we spread rumors. It happens when we lie to make ourselves look good or to get out of trouble. It happens when we pass up, un pass up unkind words and then try to clean it up by saying, you know, I was only joking. I was just kidding. It happens when we make light of evil and make fun of those who stand for the truth. You do know that poison, poison doesn't always kill you instantly. <laughs> no, no. Sometimes it works slowly as it passes through the bloodstream. But whether fast or slow, the uncontrolled tongue is a deadly poison. How many marriages have been destroyed because of cruel speech? How many friendships have ended because of lies somebody told? How many churches have divided because we hated each other more than we loved the truth. Verse 8, 9, and 10 says, 
but no human being can tame the tongue. It says it is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth, the, the Bible says, come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Now, now we, 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 we all know what James is talking about, don't we? Yeah, we do, yeah. With the same mouth, we curse and we bless. We love and we hate. We proclaim Christ and then we act like we never knew him. We read the Bible and then you go out and watch some kind of pornography or some dirty movie. We serve in the church, sing in the choir, and then afterwards you go and have some kind of affair. Yes, 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 the manifestations, they differ. They differ. The manifestations do differ. But all of us feel the struggle in one way or another. That said, that said. James says, my brothers, these things ought not to be so. The fact that we are far from perfect does not excuse our careless speech. As long as we are living, we will fight the battle of the tongue until the day we die. Sometimes we'll win, and sometimes we'll lose. But if we lean on the Lord and ask him for help, if we admit our weaknesses and pray for forgiveness and grace, if we hold ourselves accountable for what we say, if we lean on the, our brothers and sisters to help us in time of trouble, and if we choose to walk in the Spirit, we will see significant change. And even though, even though, even though the process is slow, you don't have to stay stuck forever in the pattern of cruel speech. When we fail, we must say with James, this is not right. The first step to real change is admitting you need help. Verse 11 and 12 says, does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? No. Does a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? No. Neither can a salted pond yield fresh water. And you can't draw fresh water from a solid pond. You see, you see, the heart of the problem 
is the problem of the heart. And the truth about the heart will always show up on your lips. Jesus said in the Gospel of Luke chapter 6, Jesus said, a good person of the good treasures of his heart produces good. And an evil person out of the evil treasures produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. If, we're, if we speak angry words, it's because our hearts is filled with anger. If we speak loving words, it's because our heart is filled with love. From bitter thoughts come bitter words. You see, whatever fills the heart fills the mouth. Because the mouth cannot speak independently. The tongue, the tongue speaks what the mind thinks and the heart feels. Oh, I think I'm going to say that again. I think you missed it. I think it went right over here. I'm going to say that again. The tongue speaks what the mind thinks and the heart feels. You hear people say, you know, preacher, you know, no one is perfect. Well, you know, I, I beg to differ. And no one that is except Jesus. When Peter spoke about Jesus before his accusers, he said in 1 Peter, he never sinned. Nor ever deceived anyone. Did you get that? <laughs> he never sinned, never deceived anyone. He never lied or false accused and never spoke an untrue or unkind word, Peter says. He's the only person in history who never had to apologize for something he said. All right, I'm closing. I'm closing. So what is the cure? What is the cure for the terrible tongue? Well, we need Jesus. <laughs> we need God's help. Because only heaven can replace the hell that's in your mouth. And only God can change you from the inside out. It was Jesus who stood up and stepped down from his throne. Came down through 42 generations. Stripped himself of his glory. Virgin born in the manger. He lived and did miracle after miracle after miracle to prove and show that he was the son of God. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He fed the thousands. But he didn't stop there. He went to the cross where they hung him high and stretched him wide. 
And with his last breath, he said, it is finished. They took him down and buried him in a barrel tomb. He stayed in the grave three days. But somebody said, early Sunday morning. I said, early Sunday morning. He got up from the grave with all power over sin, death, and the grave. And if you can't remember anything I said today, please remember this. He's coming back. God bless you. I love you. We hope you enjoyed this message today. And we pray that it was a true blessing to you. If you are interested in learning more about Pastor Charles D. Twyman and the Macedonia Baptist Church family, you can reach out to us at www.mbcdet.com. Thank you, and God bless you.